Hello, um, it's already the third time we meet here and you're very welcome to come back and enjoy listening to this podcast. Um, at this time we're going to do a little reading again and discuss it. I hope you find it very interesting. The Handbook of Women's Miseries by Dr. Christine R. Page I got this book when um, I was just starting to train to be a doula and uh, uh, while expecting my third child. Uh, The first of my three pregnancies was full of events and it ended in an... um, let's say, a not-so-easy delivery of this little human being. The second one was um, very much the opposite of the first experience. And the third one was intense. But when I got this book, I didn't know how intense it's going to be. And um, today... Today I'll just read, um, I think probably the whole chapter two. And if you wish, you can follow through and and answer the questions that that are going to be asked in this chapter. And uh, I promise you will discover a lot, and you'll you'll. It will feel in some way that you introduce um, yourself to yourself. Uh, probably you never did it before. And um, take the first step and um, take the first step and, and do it. And why not today? Because tomorrow might be so much different if you if you go deep down there in a place where you're afraid to even think about a place, not to mention go down there, but like sense the whole being of you, yourself being, if it helps, then take all your clothes off and stand naked in front of the biggest mirror you can find in a house and look at yourself, like really look at yourself. Pay attention to every every detail. No matter what age you are, no matter what kind of experiences you had until today, every single detail in your body, it marks, it tells a story about your womanhood, about who you are and uh, it's precious it's precious and it's if you're honest it will bring you places you you never thought you you might go um i wish for you these things to happen Thank you. Do it for yourself.
We are what we believe. With so many women around the world being inspired to make a difference, we are asking, who am I? We are no longer willing to merely mold ourselves into testosterone-fueled stereotypes or be pressured into changing our appearance to support idealized views of femininity fed to us by the media or peer pressure. What does it mean to you to be a woman? Probably there are things that you really like about being female. While you've been learned to accept and something sometimes ignore other traits that you don't think you can change, these traits might include such things as unpredictable emotions, the shape of your body, or uncomfortable periods. But what if these features are not just essential to womanhood, but also precious gifts. Beliefs and perceptions about our femininity greatly influence our relationships, maternal instincts, state of well-being, and even the shape of our body. The messages we receive early in life, from both from male and female relatives, are strong factors in determining the woman we will become. These messages may be verbal or nonverbal. For instance, did you see your mother behave differently when alone, at work, or with her partner and family? Think back. Did you ever hear verbally or subconsciously the following? Write any relevant family beliefs, mottos, or sayings you heard as a child or as a teenager. Being too powerful or assertive as a female is not okay. Being a sexual and sensual woman is shameful. Periods are the curse of all women. You're only female if you give birth to a child. The shape of your body is not okay. You're dried up and finished after menopause. In addition to beliefs we may have picked up throughout our life from relatives and acquaintances, we also inherit perceptions of the last seven generations of female ancestors. This means since we create beliefs to deal with emotional overload surrounding an event, something that traumatized your great-grandmother years ago is still impacting your mood and body today. For instance, if she felt abandoned when her husband died in a war, unconsciously you may have fear committing to a relationship in case you are too abandoned. The good news is that when we heal or change an unhealthy belief into something that is more empowering, we heal not only the last seven generations of women, but the next seven generations to come. Here are some more questions to steer your memories. Take time to reflect and write down your answers. What messages about being female did you receive in your childhood? What verbal and non-verbal messages did you receive from your relatives about being woman? How did you see your female relative relatives behave, especially in your first five years of life?
Would you consider the woman in your life powerful? If so, how did they use their power? What three adjectives describe your mother's femininity? Were the woman in your family respected and supported by the men? Did you ever witness abuse to women, whether physical, emotional or sexual? Were you abused as a child or young woman, whether physical, emotional or sexual? Were boys and girls treated equally in your family? Did you ever see women misuse their feminine energy, perhaps through emotional manipulation and seduction? Do you recall any stories about female relatives that were described as family secrets, which gave warnings against improper behavior? Name three qualities that you think a female should possess if she's fully in touch with her feminine attributes. Do you have any role models in mind? What expectations do you have of yourself as a woman? Do you enjoy having a woman's body? Were you a tomboy as a child? What happened after puberty? Do you find it difficult to live fully in your body? Do you live in your head? Do you ever wish your body shape was different? Have you made changes to the way you look? Have you ever had an eating disorder? Do you or did you enjoy having menstrual periods? Do you like your breasts? What do you like or dislike? Has your body ever let you down? Clearing the fear of survival. Some of the deepest memories that subconsciously subconsciously cause anxiety in women are those surrounding death, uh, whether of ourselves or our children. Whether we have children or not in this life, we inherently know that the survival of our offspring is deep in, in our own survival and well-being. One has only to look has only to look at a family tree to see mothers and children who have died during childbirth or in early infancy resulting in all manner of grief. Such grief is imprinted in our psyche even though today we risk the risk of death during childbirth is extremely low. The process of giving birth is profound event and despite the claims of modern medicine it's still a miracle. Therefore, when consulting with a woman who is infertile or has illness of the ovaries or uterus, I believe in asking the difficult questions to expose any inherited beliefs or anxieties about the risk of dying, as these underlying fears may influence our goal of achieving a successful pregnancy or healing because we commonly create future realities from our beliefs, it's important to have the courage to expose all of perceptions so we can choose which ones still nurture and honor us and which ones need to be released. When enough women say yes to those beliefs that respect the true heart of womanhood, we will change the face of femininity forever. 
Maza maza meitenīten, tak pa ceļu dziedādam. Maza maza meitenīten, tak pa ceļu dziedādam. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, tak pa ceļu dziedādam. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, tak pa ceļu dziedādam. Ko šī baltā vilainīte, sarkans rožu vaina dziņš. Ko šī baltā vilainīte, sarkans rožu vaina dziņš. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, sarkans rožu vaina dziņš. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, sarkans rožu vaina dziņš. Ar dziesmiņu un druvā gāju ar valodu setiņā. Ar dziesmiņu druvā gāju ar valodu setiņā. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, ar valodu setiņā. Trādi rāla, trādi rāla, ar valodu setiņā. Thank you for listening and see you next time. Bye.